the national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 and all. Absolute perfection. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Good afternoon, Middle Tennessee, and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with my good friend, Coach Mike, who's on the boards. And it's the Texas Rangers who have come out uh, first time in franchise history and can raise the commissioner's trophy, I believe is what that's called, Mike. Yep. Um, the trophy with all the – The iconic trophy with all the flags. All the flags and little flag yeah, poles all the way yep. around. And uh, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Um, uh, and it wasn't too long ago that they were – cellar dwellers uh, along with um, the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2021 both teams had over 100 losses yeah Arizona had 110 and I in, believe 2021. in 2021 and uh, I believe Texas had 102 so it can be done. It can be done the, the, in, profe in professional sports. It can be done. Yeah, you can you can hire the right people in the front offices. You can hire the right general manager, the right coaches, and you can you can tweak your rosters and build a championship team. Both of these teams, folks, had over a hundred losses twenty four months ago. And committed to the rebuild, uh, almost a complete rebuild. You know, of course, Texas brought in Bruce. It was a Bruce Bochy, is how you say his name. Yeah, he the, lives in Nashville. Yeah, he's the. <laughs> I he's mean, a, he's he's the, he's a one of four coaches or three three coaches, I believe, that have taken three different teams to the World Series and won. Tory was one of them, and I'm trying to remember who the other one was. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to say Stingle, but I'm not sure that's okay. I'm not sure that's right. Uh, well, he was. I know Tory was one of them. When he got the and, call, when he he said when he got the call to the uh, from the general manager, I believe his name is Chris Young for Texas yeah. for the Texas Rangers. He was kicked back on his recliner in Nashville, not doing anything, <laughs> kind of what I do most of the day till I come in in the studio watching ESPN or whatever. And uh, you know, he the general manager for the Rangers. Gives Bochy a call and says, you're my guy. Will you come? I think we've got a chance to uh, – they've made some serious yeah. moves, bringing in Marcus Simeon, yeah. Corey Sager, uh, who ended up being the – and Elvaldi uh, from the Red Sox. So they made some real uh, moves, the Rangers did, and along with a very powerful offensive team. They can hit the ball very well. And, um, and so Bochy got out of his recliner – Went to Arlington, uh, Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort Worth area, where the Rangers are uh, headquartered and play their games. Um, and 
Walked away with the commissioner's yeah, trip. They, they talked about when he came in, his first meeting with the team. They said he came in the first meeting. He goes, guys, I've just come out of retirement. And it's, and I didn't come out of retirement to, to lose. <laughs> to lose. There you go. <laughs> he said, get, you know, we're going we're gonna to get it in gear. A, a, a complete culture change yeah. in, in what they were doing. Uh, that was, you know, and, and – Arizona, uh, to their credit, they they even mentioned you know a lot of people the, the pundits talking yeah. were that, that Arizona is almost two years ahead of their rebuild. You know they sure. were talking on a five three got to a, five year rebuild. Got a roster full of young players and um, that got World Series experience. And they're, now, and the, and, and they're gonna, gonna be just fine. Off. Yeah, you know yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna be just gonna, fine. They're gonna be back around yeah. now. Whether or not they'll actually make it to the World Series, yeah, every you know you know in the, in the next three to five years, who knows? But they're gonna be in the hunt. Yeah, they're definitely gonna be in the hunt. Um, okay, let's go over some business real quick now. Tomorrow night, folks, uh, local high school action. First round, of the playoffs start. Columbia Central High School will be traveling to Centennial in their first round Region 5 5A game. Um, like I said, against Centennial. So that'll be tomorrow night. We will be broadcasting that game on 103.7. So jot that down. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm assuming believe, it's a 7 o'clock. I, I believe the games will be simulcast. The game will be simulcast on both stations. Oh, on, on 101 and – okay. I believe. Okay. I, I, think so, I, I think I heard our station manager mention that. Uh, okay. Well, I know we'll, – We'll clarify we know, that for sure tomorrow. Okay. But, uh, we'll, we'll have a little bit more information on that tomorrow, but we know for sure it'll be on 103.7 FM. Uh, so, jot that down. And, I, I, and I'm assuming it's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Yes. We can nail that down, but I'm guessing it's 7 o'clock kickoff for that game like it has been all season. Um and so that's the first round, Columbia Central at Centennial, uh, Region 5, 5A action. Uh, our other uh, Murray County school that is in the foot, first round of the uh, high school football playoffs are the Mount Pleasant Tigers, and the Tigers are traveling west to Parsons Riverside, just over the Tennessee River, to play in a Region 5, 2A matchup against Parsons Riverside. And that will kick off at 7 o'clock. However, we are not carrying that game. This is just information. Um, as much you, as we would like to, it's just, circumstances, right, uh, it's, you know, and, and, you know, again, with when you get into the playoffs and, and things get kind of mixed up as to where you're going to be and who's, sure, who's going to be covering sure. what. And, and depends and on like how that. far away they're going well, and, and, and a, a number of factors. There's broadcast legalities. I was going to say, and, there's, and, and, there's, and, there's know, as there's much as anything there. So. so, but Mount Pleasant's going to Parson Riverside, Columbia Central going to Centennial. Okay. Now, let's go back to this Rangers. Um, Rangers. Corey Sager, uh, the fantastic shortstop, was brought in. Uh, by Chris Young, the Rangers general manager, along with Marcus Simeon, um, Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, and last night, I mean, you, you couldn't – for the Diamondbacks, you couldn't ask ask for anything better as their probable Cy, uh, probable Cy Young winner, Zach Gallen, was on the mound for the Diamondbacks at pitching at home in Arizona. And he and he's got a no hitter. He's got a no hitter through yeah. seven innings. He's doing coach. I well, mean, he's, doing exactly what he needs to I be mean, doing. I mean, my God, what else do you need? And, but of course, now on the some other, offense, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> like some runs. Uh, and the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, kept putting guys on base. They, I mean, they had they left nine runners 
or they were 0 for 9, excuse me, they were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position which, through, through like seven innings. Which will kill you in playoff And they could baseball. not get them in, and then your pitcher is just – Pitching lights like, out. I mean, he had pitched his. He was throwing a no hitter, and his pitch count was the lowest pitch count through his his pitch count through seven innings all season long. So he's throwing. Uh, he's throwing. He's either striking him out or getting him to ground out or fly out. I mean, yeah. you know, he's doing a great job, but he couldn't get his teammates to pick him up offensively. And so, guess who breaks through in the seventh inning? As the no hitter is still intact, uh, World Series most valuable yeah. player Corey Sager steps up the plate. Which is probably and catches, why he got that and catches that one on just board. off the end. A, a, a beautiful pitch by Gallon, but he just catches off the end of the barrel of the bat, the very kind of almost tip of the bat, and it dribbles out into left field. And Sager gets on base, couple of hits behind Sager. The next thing you know, Sager scores. And uh, it's one to nothing, and it stays that way until the top of the ninth inning. And then they, uh, due to an error, a couple other things, a home run by Marcus Simeon, the game ends up five nothing. And the the World Series champions are the Texas Rangers as they take game five and a four-to-one lead, and, and the series is over out of the best of seven series. Um, it was just it was Texas it was the Texas Rangers year. time and, uh, and it's know, a franchise they, first first championship and, and they didn't really leave much doubt you know of course when you have you know you have an eleven run game and a ten run game you know an eight run game earlier it's not you know not that they dominated but they did in a sense <laughs> right right uh, well I mean and, and, they, and, and, and they won every away they won in the, in the postseason coat. Yeah. In the postseason, they won every single time they went to somebody else's park in the postseason from starting in, I guess, I don't know. Did they first, play in the wild card? I can't, uh, don't think they any, were. First round, whenever they were. Whatever first yeah. round, whenever they started playing in postseason, they won every time that they played away from home. They were 11 and zero when they played in other people's parks. That's called other, flipping the home field. Other people's right field. There. And I mean, it's it, that might not ever be done again. Yeah. They had set a major, major league, league baseball record, and it might not ever be done again. And I heard in one of the iron one of the ironies. I heard one of the articles or not articles. One of the interviews they were talking about was at the end of the season. They had you know, they had they had a run of about twenty games, but they were playing horribly away from Texas. That they were just they in fact they gave up the lead. Right. I think they did have to come through the wild card because they they lost the lead in the last week. No, I think you're I think you're exactly and right. They lost That's the lead right. in the last week because they played so horribly away from uh, away from Arlington, and uh, then put it together for the playoffs. Well, and uh, hats off to them. That's it was it was an impressive run. Um, Rangers, and, you know, just. They earned every. There you go. They earned every bit. There was no fluke to it. <laughs> the Rangers um, all-star, uh, terrific shortstop Corey Sager got his second MVP. Now he is the second positional player in Major League Baseball. Let me get this correct: Major League Baseball history to win the MVP twice. So, in other words. 
he's only he's only one of four players to ever, ever win an MVP twice, but he is the second in Major League Baseball history to MVP M, win the MVP twice as a positional. It's a lot of letters, isn't it? Sure is a lot of P's in there. <laughs> as a positional player, so and the other two were pitchers. Okay, okay. So uh, and and for our listeners out there, we're gonna play a little trivia. Sager was Sager was one of a two-time World Series MVP. There were three others. Do you know who those three others were? Well, we've already, I'm, I'm kind of cheating because we've already talked, we've already about, talked it. about it. But I'm going I'm to tell you guys. One was Mr. October, and that was Reggie Jackson. He was the other positional player to win two MVPs. Now, the two other guys are pitchers. Very famous pitchers. One pitch for the Dodgers, one pitch for the Cardinals. So that kind of narrows it down yeah, a little bit. Kind of narrows it down to the history. Okay. So you history bus, major league history bus, Sandy Koufax played for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that's, again, uh, he kind of stands out among the Dodgers that would have had great pitchers. Oh, my God. You know, I you, mean, you think about the, the litany. Hershiser. You know, and you think, I mean, just go back. You know, Balanzuela. I mean, in in, in, uh, in our uh, era, they've had some great, and, and great ones. And even before us, yeah. you know. So, Sandy Koufax and the other was Bob Gibson. So, Bob Gibson, Sandy Koufax, Reggie Jackson, and Corey Sager are the only four Major League Baseball players to win the MVP twice. Congratulations to him. I had money on Nathan Eovaldi. And, of course, probably could have earned it. I mean, he probably I has mean, as were, good they, a claim to it. As, as, I mean, he went 5-0 and oh in the postseason. Yeah. He had under a three-run uh, ERA in the postseason. It was like a, a two, two-and-a-half run ERA. He, he went 5-0 and oh in the postseason. And, I mean, come on. I mean, the guy pitched lights out. Last night, he got he got in a little bit of a jam last night. He'd get into a jam. Then he'd he kind of wake way up out of it. and pitch yeah. his way out of it. And it was kind of amazing to watch and that. And if it wasn't – I have a feeling if it wasn't for the fact that Seager got that hit to break up the no-hitter he, and to start the win to, – to get the win. If somebody else run, gets that hit. Yeah. If somebody else on the team probably hits, hits, you know, yeah, then it's probably it cost, uh, then, then cost uh, me three hundred seventy-five dollars. <laughs> but anyway, okay. And Sager in the postseason. I mean, you got, I, I'm going to give the guy credit. I didn't win my bet, but I'm still going to give the guy credit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he had tw- in the postseason. Sager had 21 hits, six home runs. Six of those were home runs. 12 RBIs and struck out just 12 times. Okay. I think he out, he out Mr. October. And Mr. I want to say there was like, <laughs> he, and he appeared in like 66 base uh, uh, appearances at yeah. plate appearances. Then in the World Series alone, he had six hits. Three of those were home runs, six RBIs, and just five strikeouts. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to Rangers. You know, it's going to be. You know, you know and, and and you got about five or six teams going woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. You know, you, I mean you, the Braves, you wonder, you know, Braves, the Braves and the Braves fans are sitting at home, they're sick to their stomach. Uh but the Braves but hey, Braves fans, just think about this. Already I was looking at the odds for next year to win it. Braves are the favorite. So And the Phillies uh, fans. The know. Braves ain't going anywhere. They're still gonna play good baseball. They just have to play better baseball when it comes yeah. to the postseason. I think and, again, uh, I said when they qualify you know, when they clinched their division, 
uh, 25 days ahead of the end of the season. I thought, nope. Yeah. It's too early. They're going to go into coasting mode, and it's very, very hard to get that momentum back. Yeah. Yeah. Once you once you start into that coasting mode, and, uh, and how much time we got so, left before the break? Coach? We got about uh, about th- about two and a half, okay. three minutes. We've got enough time to go into uh, the passing of legendary basketball coach, Mr. Bobby Knight. Um, and as everyone knows, Bobby Knight, pl- <clears throat> excuse me, coached. Well, he coached at really three different universities. He started out at Army, and that's where he got the nickname. Most people don't know that. Yeah. From 65 to 71, he he coached at Army. And that's where he got his his name as the floor general or the general. Um, uh, And then from 71 to 2000, which is a pretty good stint, roughly about 30 years, he was at the University of Indiana. That's where everybody knows him. And then – then he got into a little kind of a, a jam at, at Indiana. We will talk it. We will say it was anger management <laughs> situations. <laughs> and uh, he ended up he ended up his career and ended his career at Texas Tech. He was there from '01 to '08. And uh, you know Bobby Knight. I mean the guy. The guy was an icon. So whether you liked him or disliked him, he was. An old school basketball yep. coach, and he passed away and in Bloomington after a long illness at the age of 33. I'm sorry, 83. He was the Naismith Basketball Hall of Famer. Um, he won 902 games at those three universities that we, were, we just discussed. Um, and, you know, you could – you know, you know. I tell you what. Famous, most of the let me give you a yeah. famous quote by by Knight. Okay, Bobby Knight said, "When my time on Earth is gone and my activities here are past," and he once told this over the Assembly Hall public address system. He said, "Let me repeat: When my time on Earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want them to bury me upside down." And my critics can kiss my ass. That's exactly. And it, and whether he was clever, <laughs> crude, but he was in your face. And, you know, he might have choked a player. He might have thrown a chair. Uh, he once stuffed a heckling LSU fan into a garbage can. Uh, and, you know. They don't make he, him like him anymore. And he, <laughs> he loved the chance to do the same to most referees and reporters because if there was one thing that the generally certain – Knight was never truly settled on its which profession was more incompetent, either either officiating or being a, a, a reporter, Poor one or the reporter. other. <laughs> this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's Coach Mike. We'll be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Thank you for joining us. I'm Drake. And this is Coach Mike on the boards, and we're in the studio this afternoon. It is Thursday, November 2nd, and we were just discussing the uh, career of Bobby Knight, who passed away at 83 uh, and will be sorely missed. One of his players from this area, Perry County, who is now a state politician, Perry County All-Star and legend Kirk Haston, who also coached at Perry County, took two Perry County teams to the state tournament, being a runner-up, I believe, in 2012. Kirk Haston, um, 6'9", he was, I believe he was Voted Big Ten Player of the Year Something one like year. He had a very um, successful career. And he was drafted number 16, the 16th pick in the 2001 draft by the Charlotte Hornets. And then they made the move, I think, to New Orleans. And so he, he played for about five years and then blew out a knee. So Kirk went back to his alma mater of Perry County High School, who has a very rich history of, of football uh, – excuse me, of basketball. basketball. <laughs> Not so of, rich in football. <laughs> of basketball teams themselves over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Coach Knight, matter of fact, one story was he came to see Kirk Haston play. And if you've ever been down, Perry County was playing at Clifton or Frank Hughes High School. And Frankie's high school has not been very good at all. Um, and so um, Knight and one of his assistants drove down from Bloomington, went to the away game at Clifton and was seen uh, at on the top seat or row of the bleachers. Uh, and he watched the first half and left after the first half and then offered Kirk a uh, scholarship. And then when um, – Kirk went to play for him and uh, another kind of just show you what type of guy um, Coach Knight was um, a tornado came through that area and killed I, I, I remember that tornado very and, vividly and, and happened to hit uh, Kirk Hastings mother's home oh. and her uh, boyfriend or guy she was dating at the time um it killed both killed of them. Yeah. It killed both killed of them. Killed her. Yeah. And so, Kirk was at Indiana at that time uh, playing basketball. So, Coach Knight and Kirk jumped in, got in the car, and drove down. And Coach Knight attended Kirk's mother's funeral, um, which was, you know, something Bobby Knight doesn't have to do, folks. But he, but he felt he wanted to be, he there, for to his, be there for his players. He wanted to be there for yeah. his players, show the respect. 
And so he took his time to drive down there. Now, you know, of course he did. He had a bunch of other antics that he, he was up to over the years and he wasn't perfect, nor is anybody listening to this, nor am I or coach Mike or anybody listening to this radio show right now. But, um, you know, he kind of, he kind of wore that not being perfect with a badge of honor to a certain (laughs) extent and really didn't care. But, uh, but he's gone now, and um, you know, God bless him and rest in yeah, peace. One of the, one of the great, Knight. one of the great personalities uh, of basketball, and uh, as well as being a great coach. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, and he, he was, was in that X's movie Anger. He yeah. was in that movie Anger Management. Believe it or not, is <laughs> a cameo appearance, <laughs> and wrote a book. Probably about, is the example of uh, <laughs> the loss pa- of it, and also wrote a book called like The Power of Negative Thinking or something like well, he that. Was able, so, one of the so he was things about to, he was able to laugh at himself embrace, about it. Yeah, he, he realized he realized he had a hot temper, absolutely, you know, and, and he knew that he would ever so often lose it, you know, right. just lose control of it, and, and was you know when it was over, he was kind of like, sure, yeah, I did, you and, know, and, and he. You know, you, you, those movies and those those references and stuff like that shows. He 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 kind of realized, yeah. Sometimes what he did was ridiculous, and, 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 a lot and, of, and he he would laugh at himself about it. He go, yeah, that was. He goes, yeah, that was a little over the top. And you a know? lot of people and, that knew him well said that he could either cuss you out, scream yeah. you, knock, tear you yeah. apart, or he could charm you to death. One, you know what I mean? One of the other. Uh, he, he could do both. So, uh, you know, Bobby Knight had – there was a method to his madness. And uh, and he's gone now. So, let's not talk – I'm not going to talk too badly about the guy. But there is one coach that's still alive, and he's kind of uh, giving uh, giving his fans something a little extra to – a little extra ammunition to fire at him. Um, that is the Clemson head coach, Dabo Sweeney. Now, he's an Alabama guy. I went to Alabama. Dabo went to Alabama. Uh, he played for Coach Gene Stallings. I remember, I remember when he played. Uh, he's, been, he's been at Clemson uh, probably for, I don't know, I want to say 12, 13 years now. Has it been, it's, yeah. been, it's been about well, 2010. It's been at least, when you listen to the clip, it's been at least 12. There you go. <laughs> Uh, and so on, he has this show, folks, called Tiger Calls. And people call in, and they want to talk to Coach to Coach Dabo Sweeney about Clemson football. And it's all been roses and rainbows and unicorns up until probably year definitely and a half this ago. year, yeah. maybe, maybe the last couple of yeah. years, okay? They have not made the college football playoffs in three years after making it the prior six years before that. Okay. Now they've won a couple of national championships in, and according to Dabo, two in the last seven years. Um, but Tyler from Spartanburg calls in, and Tyler says, "You know, we're paying you. Uh, you're getting paid a eleven eleven million dollars a year, and you're four and four. You're 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 five hundred ball coach." And you're getting paid $11 million a year. You're one of the top and, four p- coaches in the and, nation. And probably and in one of the – As far as being paid. One of the poorest GDP states in the country of South Carolina is South Carolina. And he's making $11 million a year coaching football. And he's got a 500 record. And he's – his four losses are all in the ACC. I mean, 
He's he's not performing. So that was a question at hand. We're and gonna we're gonna play the audio clip of some excerpts from what. Yeah, this is this is a, I will say this. This isn't edited because the, okay. the the actual response was over six minutes long, and we couldn't run it all. We couldn't run it all. But so. we're just gonna pull out kind of what Coach uh, Dabo Sweeney told Tyler from Spartanburg when Tyler questioned the 500 record and the 11 million dollar salary. And this is what Dabo Sweeney said. Is this the bad year? Is this the yeah? And it's my responsibility to take 100% responsibility. And all this bullcrap you're thinking, all these narratives you read. Listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job. And good luck to you. All right? There's a lot of teams that you know. Frank Howard never had a bad year. Coach Ford never had a bad year. Nobody. Coach K has never had a bad year in basketball. People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. I used to tell people all the time, they'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? Let me tell you, at, Cle- at some places there's an expectation, but at Clemson there's an appreciation. And what's happened at Clemson is, is we've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds in the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. You, you, people like you, right? It, I work for, for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation, right? It's not just winning. It's how you win. And we are in a – this is a tough year. But we've had 12, 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. We've won two national championships. Clemson went 35 years, all right, probably since before you were born, your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years. And we earned it. And we did the best of the best to do it. Uh, you yeah. Know, now, and we, and we, we didn't get to the part where he calls, the kid, calls Tyler a smart ass. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and let me tell you something, Dabo, you know, I, I know it's and, – and, and, Coach, if he was sitting here right here, I'd tell him to his face. I know it's been a tough year. You know, you're four and four. I get it. But what you have to understand is is that your fan base, however big it is at Clemson, which is probably a pretty big fan, fan base, I Getting would smaller. <laughs> but what you have to understand is is your fan base is getting frustrated when from going – and being at the top of the mountain to being at the bottom it, 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 in such a quick kind of a, 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 well, a quick amount of time. And then also, not to top it all off, your attitude and your, your you know, take the high road is, is kind of what I'm getting at, Coach. You're, 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 you're a high-profile coach. You're Dabo Sweeney, and you got a you got a guy calling in that's frustrated because your team is four and four. What you need to do is you need to take all the responsibility on yourself. It's your program. You need to own it, and you need to quit trying to deflect it onto the fans or whatever he was trying to do right there. Yeah, I mean the reason why the fans are frustrated is that he raised the level of expectation of what Clemson could do. You know, when, you know, 
by having that run, by having he raised the level of expectation. The and 12, then you're, the and 12 then you years of 10 straight there. wins. Yeah, you, and then you've got to learn 12. to perform to stay there because everyone else is trying to knock you off of that mountain. And he's kind of like, well, you should appreciate what – well, expectation is a form of appreciation. Sure. They understand. You've been there before. You know what to do. Why aren't you doing it now? You know, and the best way as a coach to answer that is – Hey, yes, I own this. We're, we're going you know, to fix said, it. And said, we're going to fix it. And we're going to fix it. He said, now, this didn't happen overnight, and it's not going to get fixed overnight. And I'm asking and, I, and I'm asking you, I would say I'm asking you for some patience here because I understand this isn't a good year, and you don't like where we are. He says, frankly, I don't like where we are. But, he, but, he but took- I'm doing steps to fix it now, and it's going to take me a bit. But he started to get a little personal but with now, the, but, but he's, but he's, he got he's, he's he got, got a little that, personal with Tyler from yeah, Spartanburg. And, and and you can't just come back, you know, because fans are fans. And they, you know, ultimately he's right. All he's got to keep happy is the president. Right. You know, the president, his booster club, and his AD. And really, the booster club is kind of a distant is a distant third. But they don't, fi- they don't right. fill up that stadium on Saturday, right? They don't. You know, they don't. Yeah, they the, don't. The money. They don't, they, and, they don't and pay the, the booster. They don't. They don't. They don't kick in the big checks like the boosters do uh, on yeah. all year round. Yeah. for that football program. Yeah, he's got so, two out of three happy with or somewhat happy with him right now. We don't know what the president and, and, and stuff. He may be getting pressure from them as well. That may be why he's reacting the way he is. But he's. He's just got to be careful about biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah, you know, you know take you're you're, in a you're position, having a bad year, and, and you take don't have, the high road. Yeah, take the high road. Understand, the, understand that your fan base is is frustrated, just like you are, and you've got you've got yeah. to kind of appease them. You've got to kind of be sympathetic with them. You can't be combative with them, yeah. defensive because somebody is, is is questioning why you're making eleven million dollars a year and are four and four and zero oh and four or whatever or four losses in the ACC. I mean, that that that's my whole deal. And I get and, the and, feeling he's worried, you know, and and here's the here's the deal because of the 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 track he's taken as far as uh the transfer NIL portal. and transfer portal and stuff like that. He may be afraid that he can't build it back up to where it was under his Philosophy, and he's going to have to change, and that's well, that's a scary thought when you know you you you've committed to this line of thinking, you're committed to this philosophy, and you publicly said that. Well, he's he's and, committed. He was committed to yeah. not using the transfer portal. Right. He's committed. He said, "I'm not going down this and, road. I don't care what you all think." He kind of painted himself into, into a, a corner, corner and as far as uses the transfer portal, and now that he's four and four. He's probably going to have to eat some crow and decide. And you know what? Those fans don't care whether he uses the transfer portal or, or not. not. They said all they want are W's and yeah. wins and to be in the in the college football playoff, back in the college football playoff, like he was four years ago. And but what do you have? You have Dabo Sweeney being defensive, getting personal with the caller, and just Which you means know, he's worried. And taking the low road instead of taking the high road. I think you all uh, should listen to that. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little Titans. They play football tonight here in just a little while against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, This is the Front Porch Sports 
Radio Hour. I am Drake, Coach Mike. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, 
operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach Mike, and uh, that was a little Pink Floyd money for you. Kind of uh, like so, uh, you know the idea. Maybe you know if I've got enough money, maybe I'll just buy me a football team. There, that, you, know, there you and, go. And, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which nowadays it take a lot of money to buy a football yeah. team. Uh, but uh, speaking of money, uh, Monday night we had the under in the. Uh, Monday night football game that hit. However, the Las Vegas Raiders did not hit. So they, uh, the Magic 8 ball split. And at the end of this hour, my, uh, this segment, Mike, and the end of the hour, if you'll remind me, I've got uh, two Magic 8 ball picks. So you guys get ready for that. See how they turn out tonight. Now, uh, over the weekend, something happened that hadn't happened in a very, very long time. And that was, uh, in the words of Harry Carey, but a little bit different words, Broncos win, Broncos win, (laughs) Broncos win. And the Broncos did win um, for the first time in 16 tries over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Of course, Kansas City's already making excuses about it. Uh, Well, they're saying that. They said that uh, Mahomes had the flu. Darlene Connors is hurt. And, uh, he, and he had you know, the flu. He was sick that he day. He was sick so. and, and didn't play very well. And, and I get it. He threw, I think, three interceptions, something like yeah. that. As uh, the Broncos won in Mile High Stadium 24 to 9 over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and, you know, what's more improbable than that? I mean, you know, you know that old saying, any, any given Sunday, any of these teams could take each other out. But, I mean, the Broncos, as bad as they have been playing with Russell Wilson and they haven't beaten their division rival Chiefs in six fifteen tries. Well, uh, you Wilson know finally, at least for this particular game, Wilson became the guy that Denver's been hoping he was when they, when they spent so much to get him there. Okay, my, I'm sorry. Mahomes had two interceptions. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, Coach. But yeah, and Russell Wilson threw for 114 yards. I, that's the that's, whole. That's all four quarters. That's not just yeah. the first half. He had three TDs. He was 12 of 19, 
Three of those 12 completions were touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, 114 yards, which if you win by 15 points, who gives a damn? I mean, who cares, right? I mean, um, uh, Javante Williams uh, ran for 85 yards on 27 attempts. Jerry Judy had 50 yards receiving and one touchdown. Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend, I think she was there. Uh, and uh, no, they I heard. I think that was one of the few games that she has missed recently. He did not because have she's a getting ready for her tour. She's getting ready to okay. restart her tour. So uh, and, she was uh, conspicuously had, absent. Kelsey only had 58 yards on six receptions, no touchdowns. And Darlene Connors, I mean um, Patrick Mahomes, went 24 for 38, 240 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, and up next for Kansas City is the Miami Dolphins on Sunday morning in Germany. That's where they're going to play. That. That's, and that should be a pretty darn good game. It should I mean, be. You know. Two of the highest scoring folks offenses are, around. Yeah, that, I'm, you know. Uh, I'm surprised the NFL sent that game uh, over to Europe. I mean, you know, you would think. Well, they they're, trying to, they're trying to build the interest over I there. So, but, you know, you know the, the fans are American fans. The Miami Dolphin fans deserve a big show, or the Kansas City fans deserve a big show. I think a hell of a lot more than uh, than 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 pseudo fans in Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, I mean that's just the way I look at it. That uh, I don't know how far ahead the the NFL is not known for scheduling way in advance, but I have a feeling that they didn't anticipate Miami being quite the uh, scoring machine. When they when they set that game up, well, and Miami of course has has exceeded expectations on that, and uh, of course, again we're halfway through the season, and both teams have kind of come back down to earth a little bit. You know, that's this is the NFL, and in in teams, you know, even your your bad teams are pretty good. Yeah, and and like you said, any given Sunday, if you don't play your A game, you could you could end up on the short end of it, and I think that's where now you're getting some of these these teams that are notoriously quote unquote bad. Guess what? Because of the way the NFL set up, they're the ones who get all the new players that are good. Yeah, well, that's and so that's, that's it's going to turn. Idea. It's going to turn sooner or later. Well, Thursday night football is uh, full of Titans and Will Levis at Pittsburgh at Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh tonight. At kickoff is at seven fifteen. The Steelers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a 37 uh, over-under point total. And uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a little pick for that at the end of this in the, in the next few minutes, so just hang tight. Um, you're probably going to see Kenny Pickett. His, he had a rib issue um, this past weekend, and Mitch Trubisky came in as, uh, as Pittsburgh is coming off a 20-10 to 10 loss to Jacksonville. Which is which I feel might be a dark horse for the Super Bowl this year, um, and they're in the AFC South, unfortunately. But Will Levis also is coming; in, he's coming off a pretty good game against the Atlanta Falcons in Nashville, and now the big- uh, and will be starting for the Titans uh, against their uh, Pittsburgh second-year player Kenny Pickett. So we'll see what happens. A couple of young quarterbacks, a couple of teams kind of struggling a little bit to uh, get on a winning track, get put a few wins together. 
Um, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, so you guys find somebody that has Amazon Prime Video and plop it, go to their house if you don't have it, or go to your mom's or in-laws. Or, or buy it quickly. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or purchase it, whatever you like to do. Uh, the NFL weekend slate. Um, oh, Las, Las Vegas Raiders fired head coach Josh McDaniels and uh, general manager Dave Ziegler. Um, and the Raiders are three and five. And Mark Davis has had enough of, of, of their shenanigans. Uh, Josh McDaniels gets paid for another four years after just spending – uh, enough time there to coach 25 games. They've got more former coaches on their payroll than they have coaches. I want coaches. to say since Mark <laughs> Davis took over the Raiders, they've been through eight head coaches. So my question is, does Mark Davis know, not only do the coaches know what the question, do they know what they're doing, does Mark Davis know what he's doing? Um, this weekend, NFL slate, Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Sunday, Frankfurt, Germany, 6-2 and two Dolphins, 6-2 and two Chiefs. Um, Let's see what else good games are going on this weekend. The Seahawks are at the Ravens. Seahawks are five and two against the six and two Ravens. Uh, that is a twelve o'clock start. Should be a pretty good game. Uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles teed up in Philadelphia this weekend. Five and two Cowboys, seven and one Eagles, and could, that is an afternoon. Could be a, a sneaky good game if, in, if the Cowboys. That's an afternoon start, yeah, 325 some momentum Sunday back. afternoon start. Bills and the Bengals both have winning records, four, five and three Bills, four and three Bengals. Um, and the Broncos, the Lions, and the Jaguars, and the 49ers all have buys this weekend. Now, um, Nashville SC in the MLS Cup playoffs took it on the chin Monday night in Orlando from Orlando City, one to nothing. Uh, and that is a best two out of three series in the playoffs, first round of the playoffs. And so their next game will be in Nashville on November 7th. Um, the Predators are at the Seattle Kraken tonight. Puck drops at 9 o'clock. And the college slate tonight, TCU is at Texas Tech. Texas Tech is minus three. That starts at six o'clock this evening. Wake Forest is at Duke. Duke's eleven point. Excuse me, eleven point favorite. Starts at six thirty tonight. South Alabama at Troy. Troy's a three and a half point favorite, and that starts at six thirty. Uh, Magic Eight Ball picks for tonight. Magic Eight Ball says go under in the Pittsburgh Titans game under the 37, 36 and a half total. And also the Magic 8 ball says take South Alabama against Troy plus a three points. So that's South Alabama under in the Titans game. And uh, we'll see how that does for you. We will be back tomorrow here at the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. You remind everybody that Central plays Centennial tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Central at Centennial. If you can make it up there to the game, please do. If not, you can tune in right here on, we know for sure, 103.7. On probably. Very possibly on 101.7. Very possibly 101.7. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Thank you for joining us. For Coach Mike, I'm Drake. Talk to you tomorrow.